The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamprin. Good morning. Happy to be here. I hope you are as well as we have a jam-packed, action-packed show for you today. Once again, on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin here. Rob Golfie there. Rob is a sales representative with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfie team. And you can find the Golfie team online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G. OLFI.com. Call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That just happens to be the Golfie team. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. And they're all over social media, whether it is TikTok or Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, They have uh, awesome videos and even more awesomer videos to come. We'll talk about that later on in the show as Rob has a big trip planned over the next couple weeks and he'll be squarely featured on his social media feed. Some of the things we're going to get into today is imagine being the mayor of a community and not being able to afford a home in that community. It's actually happening and not too far from us here in Hamilton. We'll talk also about uh, whether or not Canadians should be offering up their spare rooms to people who need a place to stay. Now, the encampment issue in Hamilton is huge. It's a big issue in other cities as well. Should we be opening up our homes to strangers at the end of the day to make sure that they're not homeless any longer. Also get into a new study about properties that are listed. Those listings expire because no one has purchased that property. But we'll begin with what is going down in the world of Rob Golfie this week. Well, things are moving along pretty good for the summer market. You know, uh, as you know, what you can, what's been going on in the past five years and, you know, we had ups and downs and stuff like that. But, um, well, one thing I wanted to talk about, there's some big homes that sold in the, in the Hamilton surrounding areas in, uh, in, in Hamilton. And then uh, I, I just was uh, shocked that uh, one just recently sold for $5 million uh, in Ancaster hmm. and it sold for $5.35 million. And we had another one in, uh, uh, in Flamborough. It, it's an equestrian center, I, you know, 6.5 million. Can you, can you believe that? There's wow. people out there with money still. <laughs> and then the third one, the, the other one, it was uh, in uh, Waterdown, uh, 6.3 million. Now, I know in Flamborough, there is a lot of uh, uh, big hitters out there that like to buy these horse farms where they, because that's where the Flamborough race uh, track is. And they, that's where they train. They want to keep their horses. They don't have to go too far when they're bringing them to, to the track. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of action happening. I just went over 5 million, but high end homes are selling to a certain degree. Um, and I think right now, um, the amount of, uh, homes over 5 million for sale is there, there are seven homes that are over 5 million, uh, for sale right now in the Hamilton and surrounding area. So, Hey, you know, this, uh, that's a big mortgage if you have to put a mortgage on those <laughs> things, boy. I'll the, tell you that. Yeah, the two most expensive. There is, I guess it's just a strip of land in Dundas. Or no, I guess there is a home on here too. It says residential. $25 million in Waterdown on Dundas Street East. And the other one is on Fiddler's Green for $29 million. That is, that is a big chunk of change. 
Oh, absolutely. Now th- that one there for twenty nine million dollars is a beautiful house. Oh yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I looked at it, but I, I think they're way out of line on their price, and they're just, uh, you know, if somebody's willing to pay for it, hey, you know, all the power to them. They live there, and that's all tax free money. Mm-hmm. But if, if I, I, and I'm wondering if if you look at that, it, it's uh, on the twenty nine million dollar one. Let's see here. So there's one for sale for 25 million, the 29 million. I want to see what he paid for this property. I'm not sure if he built it. He must've built it. Well, while you you look for that, I'll just give a a brief description of this $29 million property. It's on Fiddler's Green. It has six bedrooms, 13 bathrooms. So I'm guessing each one of the bedrooms has an ensuite. Plus there are seven more bathrooms throughout the property and it's 9,946 square feet. So this is a massive home. Oh, unbelievable, eh? Like, that's like a hotel. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible. So, I mean, but th- there are people that can afford that. But sometimes if somebody's willing to pay $30 million, mm. they'll probably rather go to Oakville or Burlington to spend that kind of money sometimes. It just right. depends on, you know, who they are. And, and, you know, if they were born and raised in Hamilton and, and their roots are here, they will have a tendency of spending that money here in Ancaster uh, for that kind of dollars. Like like the uh, like the Michael Lee Chins and the Ron Joyce's, they ended up in Burlington after, but they you know were from the Hamilton area, mm-hmm. and and I and I think um, Michael's uh, Lee Chin's wife, ex-wife or whatever, lives in Ancaster. So so th- their roots are here. So that that and they're willing to put that money into a house. They've got a be- she's got a beautiful house here in Ancaster, unbelievable. I've seen it, and uh, so you'll get those. People that were born and raised will spend that money here. People coming from outside, they'll go to Oakville or Burlington first. How would you even market a home like that? I know people can go online to golfyluxury.com and some of these properties will be listed on there. But how would you market those $5 million plus homes in a market like this? You, you know, the, it, that, it, it's very expensive. I'll tell you that. It's very expensive to market a home like that. You can spend up to probably... $50,000 or more just in marketing, just that one house alone. Uh, the one thing is you would go in all the, uh, you know, business newspapers and bit magazines and start, start marketing it and, and placing it in areas where, you know, people can afford that kind of house and, uh, and hopefully somebody jumps on it and, uh, and buys it. Sometimes it's somebody out of the country or it could be somebody, you know, in Toronto or Vancouver you just got to keep it, you got to get it exposed and get people looking at it. It, it takes time. Sometimes somebody's just sitting there looking uh, online and you spend a lot of money online. And so if somebody's scrolling through, use keywords, luxury homes, you know, expensive homes, all those things. So when somebody's scrolling along online, looking at different things, all of a sudden this house will pop up and uh, they look at it and hopefully you get a phone call. And, and we do a lot of our marketing that way. We, I remember uh, one uh, that I recall really vividly is that we had a house in Stony Creek that was on the water and a lady saw it show up on her Facebook feed and she's like, wow, this is a beautiful house. She calls us. She didn't even know where Stony Creek was. And uh, she goes, I don't even know where, you know, she was from Mississauga. She didn't know where Stony Creek was. <laughs> you know, we said, hey, come on down, take a look at this. And she came in and she fell in love with this place and she bought it. She, and, and she wasn't even thinking of moving. Wow. So that's the kind of marketing you have to do with this kind of house. Now, these houses, I'll tell you, you if you like if they're updated and everything and, and you're buying it, that's fantastic. But once you hit 
once you hit 15 years old in these houses or 10 years plus, you're going to have to update them. They're, and these houses that, you know, like 9,000 square feet, it's not a cheap thing to update. Like you're, <laughs> you're talking about maybe a couple million dollars just to update a house. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful if you're buying it, maybe just living it for five, 10 years and get out, let the next guy do the updates. But, uh, but, but if they're up new houses, they will sell fast uh, to a certain degree, but you just got to find that buyer and buyers in that upper echelon in that price point, there are very little of them around. So you, you, you know, you, I would, I would send a postcard to every house in Oakville, say, Hey, maybe, well, maybe you want to try coming this way. You can yeah. sell your, your uh, $50 million house and go down to 30 million and you get a bigger house, you know? <laughs> That's a great plan. Uh, there <laughs> yeah. is there is a really wild story that has erupted in East Hamilton. And long story short, this this house, which is um, near Parkdale Avenue North and Britannia Avenue, it was up for sale, and an elderly couple, or at least a, a couple in their sixties, uh, purchased this home, or at least agreed to purchase this home. But when they have tried to move in the house, they can't because the home was also being rented out to another couple. And so this couple that is currently living in the home, renting the home, is not moving out because they say they can't find something in this market that they can afford. All the while, the couple that has bought the home has now moved into basically the driveway of this home. They have a trailer there. They're parked in the driveway. They're not, they're not moving. Basically, they're saying... You know, the, the couple that is renting is not moving out, so we're moving in. It's a real stalemate and probably one of dozens, if not hundreds of stories that have that have played out. And, and here's, the you know, there's so many tidbits of info to the story. The renters have not paid their rent for several months and they're, you know, supposed to leave. This, this closing date has been extended a couple of times. The home seller is now worried that this is all going to fall through because the two home buyers who are now living in the driveway and they've already sold their condo have nowhere else to go either. This, this is a crazy story. It, it is. And, and, and especially knowing these people haven't paid their rent for uh, seven months. Uh, like, the, first of all, the landlord should have given them notice in, in the first five days that uh, saying, hey, you don't pay your rent that month, you know, start an eviction notice. Right. Now, this guy probably figured, okay, these people aren't paying their rent. I, I'm, out. I'm done with this landlord stuff. I'm out. I'm going to sell it. So he sells it, gives them uh, an N12 notice that say vacate because we sold and, uh, and they're not leaving because they can't find a place. These tenants, I'm going to tell you something. Tenants have to understand if you're renting, pay the rent. Pay it. If it's, and this guy's only paying $1,300 a month. That is cheap. Mm-hmm. Now you're not paying the rent. Now you're going to get kicked out. You're going to get kicked out eventually. It's, it's going to happen. And the longer it takes for you to get out, the more the money you're going to end up paying in the long run. Cause the sheriff is going to come in one day and lock you out. And, and I've had that done to people that didn't pay their rent with me. Now, when it, when I had that, the turnaround time was a lot quicker. I think in, in, in less than a couple of months, we had a sheriff there, but now seven months, like, I mean, a year almost, you have to wait to that. The, the government's got to do something about this and they got to change it and they got to change it fast because people are going to get hurt. People are going to lose their tempers and there's going to be things happening that, uh, that's uncontrollable. Look what, look what happened to one te- uh, landlord went and shot two people yep, yep. in, uh, in Stony Creek. Mm-hmm. Those things can happen. 
Absolutely. Uh, by the way, the Landlord and Tenant Board uh, has a wait list or wait time of about five to eight months. So this could remain in the news for uh, a while longer. When we come back, we're going to focus in on a new study that shows most properties with a set offer date actually failed to sell. A whole lot more still to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. On the World Wide Web, the address is robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada if you want the marketing machine of the Golfy team behind you. The Golfy team is that number one Remax team in the nation, 905-575-7700. And you can follow them on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Threads, uh, any social media platform that's out there. The Golfy team is absolutely dominating. You can also get an instant home estimate, which I'm sure is very valuable this time of the year with uh, home prices going back and forth and the market kind of uh, in still in that balanced kind of uh, area. Instant Home Estimate online at golfyhomevalue.com. Check it out to plug in some numbers and you'll get a good idea of what your home could sell for uh, if you have the Golfy team behind you. All right, here's a, a very interesting one. It's a study that shows that most properties, most, not some, not all, but most, have a set offer date, but they fail to sell within that time frame. And according to the figures that have been compiled, is that in July, new real estate searches were, were conducted and 7%, somewhere around 7% in the largest real estate board in the country, being Toronto, uh, hit that target date without selling. Uh, are we seeing listings expire here, there, and everywhere? So usually when people are holding offers and it's a slippery slope to go down when you're doing that, especially in the market that we're in right now. Um, but when, um, in Toronto, apparently some, you know, agents are holding offers and they're not even getting any offers at all. So I, one, they're not pricing it right to get offers Two, people don't want to compete anymore. People went through that. People got, um, messed up over that with overpaying on houses. So they're not doing that. The consumer is smarter than the agent and the seller. They are the ones holding the money. And, um, and they're the ones that are saying, listen, this house is worth X amount of dollars. That's all we're willing to pay. So agents are doing that. And I noticed a lot of listings canceled and it shows 10 days on the market, eight days on the market, and then getting relisted. So they did try the hold offer situation hmm. and it didn't work out. Now, now they went to plan B, let's just go market value and see what happens. You're not going to get more than market value. So let's say the house is worth, uh, um, let's say 800,000. The value of this house is 800,000. Now people listed at 700,000 or 750 thinking they're going to get 850, 900. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, they'll get, they'll get 800,000 for it or 805 or 810 the most. They're not going over. I looked at them. I looked at everything that sold that was, uh, sold for full price or more. And a lot of them, that were priced right, we're getting maybe five to ten thousand, five thousand over, or asking price. That's it. 
they're not going to get 50 to 100,000. So you got to be very careful. You can hurt that listing if you do that. Um, I know in Hamilton and surrounding areas. Now, this is the numbers are pretty crazy. In Hamilton, um, in, uh, in, in, in July, 498 homes sold, and, and 190 of those 498 homes sold, sold for full price or more. So that's 38%. Of, of the homes that sold full price or more. So, so either they priced it right or some of them were holding offers in Hamilton that, you know, it's worked because of the price point that we're in now in Burlington, uh, 203 homes sold in uh, July, 84 out of those 203 homes that sold, uh, were full price or more. So that's 23%. Here's another, another crazy thing. I couldn't believe it in Niagara. There was 563 homes that sold in all of uh, the Niagara Peninsula. 146 of them were full price or more. 23, that's 23%. Now, Niagara's price point is way lower than Hamilton and, uh, uh, and Burlington and Toronto, but the price point's low. Market's a little soft in Niagara right now. It's surprisingly soft. I'm not sure. I think they hit a ceiling and it's got to still adjust itself. But, uh, but yeah, like it's, 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 you know, like you look at Hamilton, it's still going strong. You know what it is? We're close to the GTA. We're within driving distance it, and people can handle that drive. They can handle the traffic, but going to Niagara to Toronto is a little bit of a tough drive. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I don't do, uh, hold offers unless, uh, my clients want to, I price it exactly. And just for instance, I just listed a property on the Stony Creek mountain, on Marston Street, seven hundred fifty thousand uh, guys. When you when you hear this uh, uh, today, you can give me a call anytime. Uh, four bedrooms, uh, uh, twelve hundred fifty square feet, beautiful house, in ground pool, nice lot. It'll go fast. Now I priced it exactly what the market value is. I and I I put down forty eight hours irrevocable. Irrevocable means hey, if you're going to send me an offer, give me a couple, give me forty eight hours to deal with it. Uh, so during that 48 hours, sometimes we get another offer, right? But I'm not holding offers, but sometimes we do. And if we have a bunch of showings, they're going to say, Hey, we're going to deal with the offers after those showings." So I got a good feeling that we're going to get full price or more on this without holding offers. I'm not, you know, deterring people from, Oh, they're holding offers. I'm not, I don't even want to see it because that's what happens now. If you're holding offers, there's a percentage of the population or the buyers are not going to look at your house. So anyway, yeah, we've, um, I, 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 if you price it right, you'll do well. If you, if you underprice it, you're going to scare off the right buyer and the, and the wrong buyer is going to buy it and not give you the money that you think you're going to get. Very interesting stuff. If you are looking for selling your house or if you're in the market to buy a house, you got to call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That's the Golfie team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Here is a... A scenario that I didn't really think about in terms of interest rates, higher housing costs, higher rental rates, and that is when couples are going through a divorce, there's now a new hurdle for them to clear. And that is, you know, they're, they're separating everything, their, their finances, uh, perhaps uh, one or two or more children are involved. This is a highly stressful time. But now these individuals who, who may have a house and may be able to sell it and split the costs now have to look for other housing, which is 
not easy because of A, the cost of housing and B, the interest slash mortgage rates. This this could be a big problem for these couples who may come to the realization that they have to stay in the house, even though they don't want to be with each other because they can't afford to go elsewhere. There, There is a lot of people that are separated or maybe even divorced are still living in the same house. Yeah. That is happening as we speak. And it's, it, and it's, and it's, those are big numbers, The more surprised people would be surprised how, how many are doing that. But the one thing is when you go through a divorce, you're, you're basically splitting your assets and there's always one, one spouse that makes more money than the other. Now with the, the, the judges do, they say, you get to divide the income. So let's say one spouse makes more than the other, then the difference, they split it. And, and that's, so they're both equal. Sometimes that is not enough to buy each of them another house to go in, into another house. And that's when they start going to rent. Rent is very expensive now. And that's why they can't even rent or buy. And that that's how they end up staying saying, Hey, listen, we can't do this. We, like, I'll live downstairs, you live upstairs and you just, you know, and we just stay out of each other's way and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, but it is tough and it, it is tough. And a, and a mortgage company will not give uh, a spouse that's separating a mortgage unless they have a separation agreement. Now that separation agreement basically says to the one spouse, how much money they're getting or how much money they have to pay to the other spouse uh, in, in, and we're finding out like, Hey, can you afford this house that we're about to give you the money? Cause if you have to pay a lot of money out to somebody else, you cannot afford to buy this house, which happens a lot. A lot of times we get divorced couples that come to us and say, Hey, yeah, I'm looking at buying this. I want to buy a house. No problem. This and that. And I say, listen, you should get pre-approved. And the first thing I ask them, do you have a, 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 a separation agreement? They say, Oh no, what's that? And I go, well, believe me, you're not going to get the mortgage unless you have that. Uh, unless your unless your spouse is going to sign and co-sign with you, but that is a big big thing that's happening right now, especially with the the times that we're in with the high cost of housing, high cost you know, high interest rates, and it's just it's it's tough it's tough. So you may have to stay with your spouse whether you like it or not, and uh, and just uh, just live through it. That's all there's to it. Is is another option, and I'm I'm not sure you know what the divorce rate is like now compared to even a few years ago, whether it's higher or the same or even a bit lower. But uh, does this impact the short term rental market at all? You know, you know, uh, the short term rental, it does because people are looking for six months and nobody wants to give a six month rental. I've had people come to me. I, I, we're talking short term uh, rental versus the Airbnb. Uh, uh, well, yeah, the short term rental is too expensive. Airbnb, like short, that's short term rental. Right. Airbnb, that's too expensive. Right. Now, the long term rental is expensive. But sometimes people aren't ready to commit yet because they're not sure where they're going in yeah, their life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that that becomes tough. And so a lot of people are always looking for something even shorter. Just say, hey, listen, I just need a place to go maybe six months or whatever, because they're still trying to figure out their life. And and they don't want they're not ready to commit to a year sometimes. So it it's a tough situation when you're divorcing. You are in a bad situation. The options are not very good for you out there. Not at all. There is, uh, yeah, slim pickings in terms of uh, short-term, long-term rentals and uh, the housing market itself. Um, Back a few months ago, there was a suggestion at Hamilton City Hall to, you know, look at potentially 
um, having people in town who have homes and have a space in their home, i.e. a bedroom or, or maybe, you know, a, a space in the basement where they can say, uh, listen, if you need a place to stay, this individual or these families can open up their homes and, and maybe you can use it as a short term kind of stopgap between housing. Well, Nova Scotia is diving into this with their municipal housing minister announcing last week that they have extended a contract with a national online home sharing platform. It's called Happy Pad, H-A-P-P-I Pad, and basically they offer month-to-month accommodation and they pair people who have spaces in their homes with people who need a place to stay. Think of students or healthcare workers, uh, you know, skilled tradespeople who need a place and I, I know at City Hall it was kind of suggested and then quickly shot down because, you know, who who is going to open up their home to a stranger? I know there's background checks that are done, but um, what, what are your thoughts on this whole thing, this home sharing kind of idea? It's happening, and I, I well, they need to do it because uh, that we've got to stop this homelessness that's hope, happening out there. A lot of people can't afford to even rent a house. They may have to rent a room, but here's... The, the other problem, I just went on Kijiji, and you can check yourself on Kijiji just to see room for rent. In in the Hamilton area, they got room for rent, 500 to 800 uh, Ancaster, $1,275 a month just for a bedroom to rent. That's not even cheap anymore. Hmm. Things are getting expensive, and but I think they need to do it. It's what, uh, you know what, when the immigration, heavy immigration was happening in the 50s and the 60s, a lot of uh, people, especially immigrants that actually ended up buying a house in, in Ontario, Canada, they, where they're bringing their uh, uh, friends or family from uh, the same town in their country that they came from, they rented a room to them. Now, this is starting all over again, and, and they need to do that. And, and I know uh, a lot of immigrations, a lot of people that are immigrating now uh, they're renting rooms in and friends and family that they came that they know of from the same country that they came from. Um, I think they need to do it, uh, but the thing is that's getting more that's getting expensive and uh, and it's going to be it's it's there's I don't know the only thing we need is housing. That's the only thing yeah. I could say is we need more housing. That's that that and and the government's trying to solve this problem, and the only way they can do it is opening up laneway homes and mm-hmm. uh, basement apartments. And now they're saying, Hey, we need to go a fur- one step further and, and r- rent your room out because we need homes for these people. And uh, there's not enough out there right now. Well, help could be on the way for some who own a home right now or are thinking about owning a home and it has nothing to do with any sort of government. It has all to do with your parents. And if your parents are baby boomers, they are in the process of handing over more than $53 trillion to their sons and daughters, children, grandchildren, in what is going to be the greatest transfer of generational wealth in our planet's history. And so I'm assuming that a lot of people are banking on that, pardon the pun, to you know uh, cure their ails when it comes to affording a home. Uh, how do you how do you see this playing out? We got a couple minutes to, to kind of dive into this, and then we'll continue it on after the break. Uh, I, I I think it's uh, it's going to keep the economy booming like crazy because this is money that's being uh, transferred, 
And a lot of uh, these kids that are going to get this money, they're going to be spending it. So the consumer, like I'll tell you, the economy is going to be strong for a long time. And whether we like it or not, and they're trying to control inflation, but it is happening. There is going to be a lot of money spent. People are going to buy their toys. They're going to buy upgrades, their houses, construction, everything. There's that's, that's what's going to happen. Every, you're going to see people driving nicer cars, have nicer homes and boats and everything else that comes with all that money that uh, they're going to get uh, inherited from. There is, I think, a downside. I'll ask Rob if there is a downside to this, at least in terms of my train of thought, when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team at 905-575-7700. They will put their massive marketing machine behind your listing at 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I. Com. Check them out on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and you can uh, send them an email if you have a, a topic idea or a question you would like answered by Rob and his team. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Again, that is questions at robgolfie.com. We were talking about the massive transfer of wealth from baby boomers to their children and grandchildren, more than $53 trillion over the next number of years. This is going to be the greatest transfer of generational wealth ever, and maybe ever, period, uh, even going forward. But here's one of the things I thought about. When it comes to paying taxes or land transfer tax or any kind of any kind of money owed to the government i know that this 20 or 53 trillion is not all cash there's assets there as well how much do you think the tax man is going to be grabbing from that 53 trillion my guess is a lot oh for sure the tax man they can't wait i guess um no it 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 will be a lot unless you have something in place and right now i'm working on mine where I, I actually have two uh, uh, two wills. One is a, a personal and one is for business. Mm. And also I have a policy, uh, a life insurance policy to, to help pay for the tax uh, uh, when I, if I pass away, just so that the business can still run, things can get done and uh, without anybody having to change anything. Um, uh, now uh, the average person, the average person out there, um, they should have uh, a will. Um, I just I, I just received a call from uh, uh, some kind of uh, estate person that somebody passed away and my name was mentioned in there. It was a past client and they said, hey, do you know this person? And I go, yeah, he was a client of mine many, many years ago. Well, do you know any living relatives? And I go, no, but if you want me to be one, I'll be one. I go, <laughs> but anyway, but uh, but he, he, he passed away with no will, no, no, no family, nothing. So. So the government, uh, they're trying to track it. They're doing it. They're making an effort to track whoever is the closest next of kin to this person. And they asked me if I knew anybody. I said, I don't, uh, you know, good luck. And uh, that was it. And uh, so that money will end up going to the government probably 100%. 
But there's a lot of people out there die with die without wills. I'm going to tell you, get a will done. Just write something down or do something. But because your family, you know, you're going to put them in a, in a situation that is that all that hard work, all your life that you're doing is just going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. You want, you want to pass it down and, uh, and, make, and let, let, let the next generation, you know, at least get a step ahead instead of behind, especially the way housing prices are now. Well, that brings us to our next topic, and that is a mayor in Waterloo Region. She's the mayor of Wilmot Township. Uh, she's 28 years old and admits that she cannot afford a home in her uh, area where she is is the mayor because she can't afford it. Um, she looked at one recent listing that was just shy of $800,000, about a 1,000 square foot home. And even with a salary of $90,000 a year, she works as mayor or regional counselor with the local electric utility. She can't afford it. She can't afford to get into a home in her area. This is quite sad, but uh, also not surprising. A lot of people with student loans like this mayor can't get in. It's it's too costly. And and it's funny though. See how a public figure like this is, you know, facing the fact that listen, I make great money, but I can't even afford to buy a house. Yeah. And there's so many people like that out there. And uh, it's actually good that she, you know, is exposing it uh, to everybody, saying, "Look, I, I mean, I I have a great job. I got student loans." And I still can't afford to buy a house. And it may be five, 10 years because I got to pay my student loans off. And, um, you know, like it's, uh, it, I, I thought it was a, a sad but good story. I th- it didn't mean that uh, what's happening in, uh, in in this country of ours and or province anyway, that uh, that she, need, she needs to, you know, still live with her parents, right? So uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. That shows you she needs to have a partner that makes the same amount of money so that she can get out of her parents' basement. Yeah, they can pool their resources. And and pay yeah. off that debt and and yeah and who knows maybe that transfer of wealth she will realize someday soon and it'll help you know pay for a home. Exactly. She may have to wait another twenty years though. Thirty. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's not even thirty yet. That is true. Uh, yeah. When we when we yeah. come back on the Golfy Real Estate Show, we're going to dive into well the real estate market watch that is uh, just going to be hitting your mailboxes sometime soon. And Rob's great adventure to the home country is off to Italy, and we'll get a good sense, a good taste of Mister Golfy in uh, the country that looks like a big boot. Stay tuned for that. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on. 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpman Realty, the Golfy team. You can follow the Golfy team on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we'll sh- uh, share with you in just a couple of minutes why you should definitely be doing so over the next couple of weeks. Call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team, 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. And Check out the Golfie Team website, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. The hottest listings in town are on robgolfie.com. All right, so the uh, the latest real estate market watch is going to be hitting our mailboxes sometime soon. If not already, what's uh, what's in store for this latest edition? Yeah, so, you know, we got the uh, the stats out. Uh, it, it's, it's moderate. You're going to start seeing that we're catching up 
to last year's, uh, like uh, progressing against last year's numbers because uh, last year, like we have the peak in uh, the first quarter, then things start sliding down. So you're going to start seeing a lot more green arrows going up versus red arrows going down in price and also in, in uh, unit numbers. But, uh, but in there, I've got uh, um, a thing that you can follow us on uh, t- uh, TikTok, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Uh, I'll be mentioning, uh, you know, all the fun things and uh, about uh, Italy in my perspective. So, uh, you know, uh, just follow us. Uh, look, look, look us up on TikTok or Instagram. We did. Ha- we're, we're waiting to get our Facebook page back. We got hacked, and you know, everybody, people that been hacked with Facebook yeah. or any other. Uh, problem that you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we're waiting to get that back. Um, but otherwise, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Follow me. Uh, my perspective of what Italy's like and how I uh, feel about it, and and things like that. And I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna see visit some real estate offices and and you know check out maybe see if there's an, uh, a couple open houses and stuff like that. The food, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter's getting married there, so that's gonna be exciting and everything. So I'll have some some uh, moments there with that. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be starting off the trip in uh, the Malfi coast uh, in Ravello. And then, uh, and then we're there for about, I think a little five, five days and then heading to Rome for three days. I, and uh, you know, checking out some of the nice sites there. And then from there, we're going to go to Florence and Tuscany. That's around that area. Mm-hmm. And then after uh, we're going to a place near, uh, uh, it's called Bergomia or something like that yep. near Milan. Yep. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Nice little, uh, small little uh, village area. Uh, excited. And I've got tickets to go to the F1, the Monza oh, uh, wow. Grand Prix race in in, uh, in Monza. So so looking for, forward to that. So that would be exciting. And uh, you get to follow and see what uh, what I uh, my perspective of Italy and how I see it in my eyes and and uh, and you'll get a you know a good idea of, of uh, a little bit about Italy. I'm sure you can get enough of it online, but this is my perspective of it. Yeah, this is this should be a lot of fun on Instagram at the Golfy Team, on TikTok at Golfy Team, and on YouTube at Golfy Team as well. And I know you've been there before to to Italy before. What are you most looking forward to? at least rekindling or, or retasting or, or doing something all over again because it was so enjoyable the first time. You know what? The one thing I'm really looking forward to it, there, there's a thing that they, they have, uh, uh, it's called the uh, Path of Gods. And th- th- this one that I'm going to go on is it's a, it's a path that, or a hike that you go through all these little, t- little villages. And this is what people did way back in, like uh, 100, 200 years ago, uh, you know, when they're going trading and going to visit people at different villages. Mm -hmm. Well, we do it for exercise now and we do it for tourism, but people back then, that's their way of life. And so I I definitely want to do this. You get to see the sites along the mountainside and everything in, uh, in, in the Amalfi Coast. So that's one of the things I really, really looking forward to it. I love uh, Florence is one thing that I, I love, uh, Florence. I've been there and I wasn't there long enough to, to really experience Florence last time, but I, this time I, 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 I looking forward to it. I love the buildings. I I'm totally amazed at how they built these buildings yeah. back 500, 600 years ago. I just, I just don't get it. Like how they, they did it. And like, I mean, we're talking big stone, like there's no bulldozers. There's no cranes. There's <laughs> nothing like that mm-hmm. back then. 
how did they get these buildings made, you know, two-story, five-story buildings back then, let alone now, but but it's crazy. Looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, just follow me, and and, uh, and uh, if you like it, perfect. How like many it and share it? <laughs> yeah. How, how many eye rolls from the kids are you going to get during this trip when you have to stop down to do a video? Oh my God! I know, <laughs> I know. They're going to say they're going to they're not going to want to be around me. I got gotcha. you. I'm going to probably do a lot of this stuff on my own because the kids are not going to want to stick around, wait for me to get you know little clips here and there done. I, you're you're absolutely right. How many eye rolls? Oh, for sure. And I'll be and I'll be self-conscious of doing it in front of them. So I'm going to try not to have them around me when I'm doing it. <laughs> That's a good call. You can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And thanks for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition. We are back next Saturday at nine on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program, unless otherwise identified. The guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.